Hello, everybody. Welcome to Ubi Est Mia. My name is Brandon Weatherby. Today's episode is with former Chicago and current New York City resident Tommy, well, actually Brooklyn resident, Tommy McNamara. Tommy is a wonderful little boy, and I'm calling him a boy because he refers to himself as a boy, even though he's in the middle of his 20s. He's a great stand-up. He makes me LOL, both IRL. That's a horrible way to say it. He is a very funny stand-up comic and performer of sorts. You could see him at the end of April doing something that I think is just fantastic at I.O. We'll talk about that in the show. Uh, yeah, Tommy's great. I'm excited for you to hear this one. Here is Tommy McNamara. So you're from Wilmette. I'm from Wilmette, Illinois, yes. Are you happy that you grew up in Wilmette? I'm very happy. Really? I, uh, yeah. Uh, unlike many performers, I had a very happy childhood. So uh, why are you doing this? You're a stand-up comic. You, you tell funnies. Uh, I think just a desperate need for attention. <laughs> Have you always had that need for attention? Yes. Yeah, I was uh, I was a child actor. I didn't know that. Yeah, I've been talking about this a lot because my dad literally just told me last week. So I was in one commercial for, uh, you know, Cedar Point, the amusement park? I do. Uh, there was one commercial for a roller coaster. It was the one thing I ever landed. Uh, and they pulled the commercial after like a week because that uh, someone died on that roller coaster, <laughs> which I didn't know when I was a kid. My parents didn't tell me, but my dad recently told me. <laughs> Wait, so you were in a commercial? Yes. And that qualifies as a child actor? Well, I was also in uh, one movie. What movie? Uh, Grace is Gone, the John Cusack movie where his wife dies in Iraq. And I was a fat kid playing D&D. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have any lines? Or no, not D&D, DDR. What's DDR? Dance Dance Revolution. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, the D&D of <laughs> dancing. So are, do you have any lines in that movie? No, so what happens is he takes his kid... I. His, takes his two daughters to Dave and Buster's to try and cheer him up because their mom died in Iraq. And Are then, you one of the kids? No. Or are you one of the kids' friends? You, so then the kid, his two daughters just kind of watch me being chubby and playing DDR, and that, that, <laughs> it's a poignant moment in indie <laughs> film history. <laughs> Where did it film? It was in, it was somewhere in the Chicago area at some okay. Dave and Buster's. I remember uh, John Cusack, uh, I got to meet him because he actually went to Evanston Township with the same time my mom did. So my mom was like, you have to ask him if he remembers me. So I walk up to him, and he's in David Buster smoking a cigarette, which I don't think he, anyone was allowed to do <laughs> except John Cusack. And I was like, do you remember Susie Muslin? And he took a drag from his cigarette. He's like, yeah, I remember Susie. <laughs> that was it. How old were you? I must have been like 12 or 13, something like that. And how old are you now? I am 25. So this is not that long ago. No, 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 but many, uh, many drinks, <laughs> many drinks ago, so I can't remember the exact So age. you lost a lot of weight from when you were a chubby 12-year-old. I did, well, I, yeah, I lost like 100 pounds last year. I weighed like, I got up to like 280. Okay. And now I'm at around 180, which is much better. And for the listener at home, how tall are you? I am a, uh, I, I, it would be generous to say I'm 5'7". Okay. <laughs> so it was pretty dangerous, like in terms of your weight. I think so, yeah, and I just I never even thought about it though. Really? No, it, I think I was just an idiot enjoying my life. <laughs> I was much happier. Were you really much happier? Uh, no, probably not. But I was like, I was like right out of college, and I was like having so much fun, and uh, and then at some point, I I think I think like most people, I had a breakup, and I was like, oh shit, look yeah. at this guy. <laughs> well, you never had a fat face if that's like an ah. appropriate thing to tell someone it's not inappropriate yeah you didn't like it you know what i mean you, mm. if you wore a lot of black yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah um so okay so you grew up in wilmette mm -hmm. you enjoy as a child actor as a young child actor yeah, yeah. why did you want to be a child actor 
I don't. I did theater also, like I did uh, theater at the Wilmette Rec Center, which as <laughs> I'm sure you've heard of. It's kind of the Juilliard. And, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I did because my sister was doing theater, and I was like, yeah, I'll try it too. And I was so much better than her. Uh, <laughs> and this is your sister that lives in the DC suburbs. Yes, yeah, Liz, who's okay. great. Um, so I remember I did Oklahoma. And then I started kind of getting the, uh, I would get the character actor roles in all these plays. Like, I would get the, the whatever Paul Lind would play, <laughs> I would get. How old were you? Uh, you know, right around, the, like, 10 to 14 is when I was, like, an actor. Prime Paul Lind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, so then when I stopped, I stopped doing theater because uh, it was uncool. And I was, you know. As a, of course. Yeah, yeah, it's still, except for Hamilton, apparently. But, uh, and then in college, I would... I would like play guitar and sing at bars and I would just try to be funny the whole time. Why? Cause I love to like, I would just play like nineties singer songwriter covers, always exclusively women like cranberry songs, uh, Natalie and Bruglia, Lisa Loeb, all, all the heroes. You know? <laughs> because you like those songs or because that's what you knew or you thought it'd be funny. I think a combination of all three of those. Okay. And it was just fun, you know, just being at a bar and everyone singing torn and it was so fun. And I've just been, and then I realized, like, after college, I was like, oh, all I'm trying to do is be on stage and be funny, so why yeah. don't I try comedy? So that's when I started doing that. So you didn't start doing comedy until after college. Exactly, yeah. Where'd you go to college? Uh, Holy Cross in Massachusetts. That's a good school. Ah, thank you, sir. March Madness this year. <laughs> yeah, you got a 16th seed. Yeah, oh, yeah. We're <laughs> You're gonna, really doing it. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, you, you are a very athletic man, apparently. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so your parents were okay with you. Being a child actor, you go to Holy mm. Cross. What is your major in? Uh, history. Which is not acting. No. And now you're full time pursuing stand up comedy. Yes. What do they think of this? They are uh, very supportive, which is kind because I uh, <laughs> I have not been a good boy in the terms of like I do totally you still view yourself as a boy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you're a 25 year old boy. I wasted so much of their money. Uh, Let's try to think about how much. Did you have a scholarship for Holy Cross? Did you go to private high school? I did. Loyola Academy in Wilmette. Okay. Where Bill Murray went. That's great. Yeah. So whenever your parents have to tell their friends uh, what my son is doing, are they going to, do they say things like, oh, like Bill Murray? Yeah, exactly. And then you have to go, no, 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 no. <laughs> Not like Bill Murray. Like Bill Murray in one hour photo. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. So you, you went to a really good high school. Mm -hmm. You went to a really good college. Yes. You and majored in I history. Use, I use none of it. Yeah. And I majored in history because that's what all the dumb athletes majored in. <laughs> you were and as a not athlete. Exactly. But I knew that was the level of work I wanted to put in. Okay. So you graduate with your history degree. Yeah. And I was also, I was basically a film minor. Uh, I took like, because there was one great film teacher there. I took like a million classes with him. And that was what I actually was very engaged in and interested then in. Then why not do that? Because I didn't have direction. Okay, life. sure, yeah, yeah. sure. Do you regret not being a film major? Yes. Yeah, I think I should have done that because I was really into it. I liked it a lot. Oh, man. Well, you can't ever go back. <laughs> exactly. So you, yeah, go, yeah. you moved back to Chicago after mm -hmm. graduation. Why'd you go back? Um, I think it was because, well, I, I like moved back home for about a year. I, I just didn't really know what I was doing. Like, I knew I wanted to try comedy, but that's also like, you're 22 and you want to try comedy, so does everyone else wants to do something that seems impossible and i just didn't know how to start so i was like All right, i'm gonna move back home and try and figure it out yeah are you glad you started in chicago rather than in college so glad Why? yeah um i th i think chicago is just the best place to start comedy in my mind because there's just it's 
there's a combination of like a lot of opportunity and like a million shows you can get on and so many great people and everyone's just really nice and it's a good place to fail and start i think <laughs> I where know. was your favorite place to fail um i remember there was uh this bar in wrigleyville that had a open mic called merkel's and it was like the worst open mic and that was where i went every week when i would start and i was so bad but i was just there and i look and there are all these pictures from that open mic and this is like when I was 300 pounds. I was just going up in this bar in Wrigleyville talking. I don't even know what I was saying. but uh, Yeah, it was great, though. I have Do you have memories. any of that in your act now? No. I think the oldest joke I use is from like when I was like maybe a year and a half in. Okay. And you're what, like four years in now? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And you moved to New York last year. You moved mm-hmm. to New York in 2015. Why did you move? Uh, I think... A lot of people, after they do comedy in Chicago, and reach a certain point, go either New York or L.A. Of course. And I think because I was from Chicago, it was really enticing to me to try something new. Because I never really lived anywhere. Other, like, I went to school in Massachusetts, but, like, that's not really living in a city aside, outside of your kind of home place, well, I think. Where is Holy Cross? Is Holy Cross in Boston? I feel uh, very Worcester. dumb right now. It's in, so it's not in Boston. It's about an hour away from Boston. So but that's Worcester like going the, to school uh, in Naperville. Exactly. <laughs> that's yeah, not yeah. the same. Yeah, Worcester is an interesting place. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to offend any of your Worcester head uh, <laughs> listeners. But... <laughs> okay, so do you, how, when was the last time you went back to Worcester? I uh, have never been back. Why? Not like as a point. Like my little sister actually goes there now. Um, so so I'll you go, don't I'll, love your little sister? No, I hate it. I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll go back for her graduation this spring. But what, I, I've what been a to Boston. Generous brother. I know, good man. Yeah. So do you like your siblings? I love them. Yeah, yeah. What I, do they do? So my sister who lives around here is an attorney, and she does <laughs> – I think this is funny because uh, – do you watch Better Call Saul? Uh, yeah, sure. So they had, in this recent episode, one of the characters was punished by uh, getting like banished to doing doc review, and that's what my sister does. <laughs> uh, but she does that, and my little sister's in college. My little brother is in high school at Loyola. Would you recommend any of them becoming a stand-up? Um. I think they're all funny, but it's such a no. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't They've all seen it. you. Oh yeah, they see me a lot. Yeah. What do they think? I think they they seem to enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've had a, I've had good luck with my siblings at least with them coming to shows that go well. That's good. My parents have been to shows that were bad, but they've also my parents have been to too many shows. <laughs> they've seen the full range. I think that's so wonderful. Yeah, yeah. You're a really good musician. Thank you. Like, you could actually play piano. Yeah, I kind. I mean, I definitely am one of. The, they say like every comedian wants to be a musician, and yeah. they, that's so true. Like, I really wish I could. Did you ever pursue any of it seriously in high school or college? I know you played Cranberries covers like everyone did, but why not try? I did try sincerely. Try. I tried sincerely for a while in high school, and I think like I had like a, an eight track recorder in my basement. I would work on songs for like hours and hours, like albums worth of songs, and I think I was just so embarrassed. <laughs> By my attempts to be serious Yeah And I just Yeah I felt like Such a whiny boy And like I don't know I just couldn't I Yeah it was just Embarrassing So I think that's why I went into comedy What scares you now Is it Is a 25 year old Whiny boy What scares you Um I guess I mean Moving to New York Is pretty Like it, I've had Good experiences But it is A place where you can disappear i think like there are just so many people and so many people in the comedy scene that there are people who move there and then all of a sudden they just don't do it anymore or you just don't hear about them and it just i don't know i would be afraid of that where are you living uh in bushwick in brooklyn that's a pretty good place for 
comedy, right? Yes, it's very. I think it's kind of the place everyone moves when they start. And you, your roommate is also a comic. Uh, yeah, I have three roommates, and they're all comedians. Is every stereotype people have heard about comics living together in New York true? Yes. Okay. You can ask the rat or flies <laughs> in our apartment. <laughs> so did you know these guys before you moved to New York? Um, so, yeah, two of them, uh, Tom Brady and Connor Doherty, were comics with me in Chicago when we moved together. And then the other one, Allison, was a New York comic who we moved in with. Okay. So when you, whenever somebody else moves in, will another comic probably take your spot? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, it'll just be until <laughs> until uh, the earth ends. Have you been able to date because of your job? Yeah, I'm dating another comedian in New yeah. York, which is good. Yeah, and yeah. you obviously see each other perform. Yes. Is that weird? Because your your material isn't very personal. No, no. Yeah, I I uh, I guess that's a blessing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, is that none of my jokes mean anything? <laughs> They're so disposable. But do you want to write stuff or do you want to perform stuff that's incredibly personal? No. Why not? I guess I the comedy that I'm drawn to is more joke heavy and like like growing up like I loved like Stella so much and like things like that and like I I respect people who are personal but I just don't see myself Have you shared a bill with anybody that you grew up uh, idolizing? Um I got to do a show with Todd Berry recently and he was someone that I really loved in college just like listening to his records so that was a cool one but more it's just cool like people who I think are maybe one or two levels above me just like even friends like Lisa Traeger like being on shows with her she is truly incredible yeah. or like John Early being on shows with him in New York it's just so fun how often do you think about moving back to Chicago uh, I honestly don't I'm like I'm very happy I'm, I'm I visit Chicago Maybe twice a month, so I'll that's be That's a fine. lot. That's that's too often. I've, I've been telling people I'm bi-coastal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm managing to somehow still be a homebody in a different state, but I I love being in New York, and I know that I can go home whenever, so I, would, I wouldn't even fear moving back. I just think there's things that I can do in New York that I couldn't do in Chicago. What's something that you want to do in New York that's not available in Chicago? I would, you know, I'd love to take the next step and uh, either well, get What is that? What's the goal for you? Uh, either get like a, a writing job of some kind or get a TV spot. Just that, you know, the elusive uh, thing that makes you legitimate. I, what, I, what I love talking about with comics is your goals are like moderate raises. Yeah, that's like, true. It's very few people are like, I want to host late night with blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And most people are just like, I just need to get this $5,000 spot on late night. So maybe next time I play a comedy club, I could get bumped up from $500 exactly. to $1,000. Like, and it's it never ends. There's yeah. no... I just want acquaintances and family members to think of me as legitimate. <laughs> That's all. And it's, it's weird because you, you seem to... Most people seem to find that validation in an arbitrary late night spot. It is weird, especially with like viewership and mm -hmm. what it is too. For something like, like Conan was like my dream thing to get, but it's also a show on TBS that probably not that many people watch. More people are going to watch the YouTube clip. Yeah, exactly. But no one's going to willing. Not no one. Very few people are going to willingly watch the exact same material performed at the exact same level, and maybe even a better room. But it doesn't have that Conan tag or it doesn't have that oh, for Fallon sure. tag. No one's going to watch that. And live comedy, stand-up especially, is so much better than on TV. Stand-up on TV is usually, I don't know, it's not that fun to watch. No, and, and s s someone like you, I don't really care about seeing it in a theater. I want to see it in a small bar. And that's where I'd rather be yeah. if I'm performing. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and I want you to go off. I could tell when a lot of, you're a good example. You go off cuff. You, like, you, mm. you go off script. That's so much more fun. 
totally. you interacting with the audience is fun. If I see that on the screen, I'm not going to enjoy that as much as if I'm in the room. For sure. So why are you striving to do that? Why is everyone striving to do that? Is it possible to capture that in a in film? I don't know if it's possible. I don't think so. And I, I, that's a good point. I think it's... Yeah, we've created this uh, system where everyone's going for something they don't even really want. Because my favorite place to perform is are places like Lincoln Lodge and Two Hour Comedy Hour in Chicago, especially like any bar with a piano where I can just fuck around. Yeah, and that's like so much more fun. But but then why are you trying? Why is anyone trying? I don't know. <laughs> well, if you, friend of the show, I'm sure she's your friend as well, Megan Gailey, right? Megan Gailey, yeah. one of the best comics. She's an old friend at this point. Like she did Conan, and then because she did Conan. She got a commercial for like a hotel, but mm-hmm. I'd still rather see Megan Gailey at the same place that you're playing piano. Totally. Being but, way meaner. Exactly. <laughs> but you can't sell that to people. You can't pay your bills doing the thing you're actually the best at. That has to be frustrating. That is frustrating. And I guess. Yeah, I, I don't even know. Like, I, I had a lot of fun. We taped uh, Ian Amerson's show for CISO last month, which was a blast. And I think. Something like that, that show they're doing for Rooftop where they're they're presenting a full comedy show. You need to explain what all of these terms mean to, yeah, to yeah, layman. Yeah. Ian Abramson is a fantastic Chicago comic who's now an in L.A. Los comic. Los Angeles, yes. Um, you might know him as the guy that draws on the mustache. Exactly. And you could see him once a month in Chicago at, at the Virgin Hotel. At the Virgin Hotel. Okay, so we've explained that. Okay. Number two, CISO. CISO is an NBC comedy app. Uh, an app is an application <laughs> As uh, as my friend described it, I think it's Korean Hulu. <laughs> uh, so they are they're putting on a show called the Comedy Show Show, okay. where they're going to go into different cities and they just tape a full show with like a you know they had a Stephen Fine Arts who directed the Eddie Pepitone documentary doing all these shoots. He's Eddie great. Pepitone, is, <laughs> yeah, is seriously, a know, is a I'm beloved sorry. comedian to other comedians and not much else. Yeah, exactly. He yells a lot. Yeah. Uh, so they're taping a full stand-up show, like the whole hour and a half of it, and just airing it mm-hmm. uh, on this app, on the show. And I think that's something that's really cool because it did have the feeling of like, it's still heightened and not exactly the same as it would be if there weren't cameras, but I think it, that's as close as you'll get. But what's, is it fun though? Is it is it going to be fun to watch? Is it going to be I as think fun? so. Okay. I hope you're right. I, I want think you that to be right. watching that will be more fun than watching just a straight clip. Sure. Would so be my theory. Who are the guys that made you want to do this besides Stella? Um, it's weird because when I was like very young, I wasn't I wasn't watching stand up at all. I was watching. I was obsessed with Chris Farley. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like Adam Sandler, that early album, and also like Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore. That's the kind of stuff that made me love comedy. Sure. And John, which is embarrassing. Uh, Why is that embarrassing? Because the first two Adam Sandler records are legit funny. So funny. Yeah, the f- Billy Madison is uh, holds up. Right. There's no shame in that. But people make you feel like you have to be ashamed of it. I under, and I understand that. Mm-hmm. But that's you're, you're. I don't. I do understand it. I don't agree with it in mm-hmm. any way. I'm also the like the one guy that thinks Little Nicky's really great. So I, I I haven't rewatched it, but I remember loving it when I was younger. Yeah, and this isn't me like as a younger person. No, no, no I was an adult. Like I think I, <laughs> I think I was in college at this point. Like no, 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 no. I'm a full. I'm paying rent. You wrote a thesis on it. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's. He, anyways, why not do improv? Why not do more sketch? Wait, before, really quick, I want to say, the fir- I think the reason I got into stand-up, the first stand-up show I ever went to was John Mulaney, before he was famous, opening for Patton Oswalt. And it was 
at the Lakeshore Theater in Chicago. I was maybe 14, and it was yeah, that'll do it. incredible. Yeah, yeah it's one of those experiences. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah, now. exactly. And that just made me upset. So that kind of turned me from liking funny movies to mm-hmm. stand-up comedy. Sure. Um, and I, I did actually want to do improv. I went through all the programs in Second City, like the conservatory and everything, and I liked it. I think I just found success more quickly in stand-up. Sure. And then I just kind of felt like I'd be wasting my time if I tried to join a team or whatever, so I just yeah. did stand-up every night. Are you glad you did Second City? Yeah, I had a very good experience, and uh, some of the teachers there I still talk to and have been really helpful to me, and they uh, you know, helped me get stand-up opportunities and that kind of thing, so it was a great experience all around. It seems like since you started, um, you're a little younger than me, but since you started, it's easier to be a stand-up in Chicago than it was maybe a decade ago. Yeah, you hear that a lot, that there was like maybe one open mic and mm-hmm. like two shows. And that's uh, so the show I was a part of, the Lincoln Lodge in Chicago, has been around for 15 years. And when it started, it was literally the only game in town. And it was at a different venue than where it is now. It was at the Lincoln Restaurant, which uh, closed That's down. the name. Yeah, yeah, it made more sense back then. Yeah, and now it's at uh, Subterranean, okay. yes. Which is not the Lincoln anything. No, no. It moved it is, to Liquor Park. Yeah, exactly, which is a hipper neighborhood, and it's got better. It's got great potential just because of there's so many young people that live there, um, and those are the kind of people we want. Are you? Do you still feel like you're a part of that? I still tell them I'm the face of the Lincoln Lodge, <laughs> even, though I move, even though I live in New York. <laughs> um, do you run a show in New York? No, not yet. I really need to start one, but I'm being lazy about What's it. What's your ideal show? If you're running or producing the show, what's your role in it, and what does the show, like, what is it? Um, so I would love, the what I want is honestly, a room with a piano is what I want so much, because I love, I love fucking around on piano, I love when other people do also, and I think a perfect show for me is five comedians doing 12 minutes, maybe one of them is someone weirder, like maybe like someone doing sketch or something, just like, I like creating an environment like Ian Emerson does at the Virgin Hotel, where it just, it feels like anything could happen, just a weird show, that's what I like. That's so nice. <laughs> How do you pay your bills? I uh, I work uh, nine to five at uh, the Anti Defamation League. Really, as a young Catholic man, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What it, are you a Catholic man? Uh, non practicing, but yeah. Sure. Well, yeah. you self identified as a Catholic man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, is it weird doing... talking about practice? <laughs> <laughs> is that weird having your night? The opposite of the anti-defamation. You are in the defamation league. I, yeah, 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 yeah. So isn't that kind of weird? I asked. I I really wanted to make that joke recently because uh, I was talking to someone at work and I was like, "Yeah, this office is way different than where I used to work." And they go, "Where do you used to work?" And I really wanted to say the defamation league, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I didn't think they'd laugh. Um, but it it's good. I just work in like HR, and it's but still. Yeah, it's a, it's a well. Let's okay. We should consider talking about Second City. Second City, besides being known as like a great place for stand up, is also known as part of Chicago's comedy scene, which is not the most friendly to women. Uh, yes, that uh, that. And you now are working at the Anti Defamation League. There's some there's some stuff there that the Venn diagram. There's some crossover there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So when you're out at an open mic or you're out at a show and you hear things that are like, oh, that's wrong. That's just sexist. That's just racist that's just whatever well i'm kind of i understand that you're in hr yeah yeah i don't truly care okay <laughs> like i got the job through a temp agency okay. i wasn't like uh, i didn't like show up there my first day in new york with a briefcase like here's what's wrong <laughs> <laughs> well that changes it completely 
So you're in it for the money. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> for yeah. sure. That's why everyone goes to the anti-defamation league. But everyone there is nice. That's nice. <laughs> they just hate defamation. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I I don't want to talk about your girlfriend because that feels rude. Hmm. I, I don't care. Does she, well, you're okay. I'm assuming you met through comedy. Yes. Okay. How long have you been dating? Uh, like six months. That's pretty well. Where is she from? She is from Portland. Okay. So it's a Portland lady and a, and a Chicago man. Exactly. <laughs> Finding yeah. love Taylor's in the Big Apple. Time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> is it, what's the weirdest part about dating another comic? You know, it was, it's the first time uh, they see you perform is weird. Because we, we started dating, but when we'd only seen each other at open mics, so then there was a moment like two months in where she was coming to a show I was doing. I was like, oh, shit, you've never seen most of my jokes. Yeah. And like not that they would be offensive, but just like, what if you hate them? What yeah. What if you think I'm not funny? Could you date someone that you don't find funny? No, definitely not. Okay. So, so like you had already started dating before you uh, you saw each other. I, I actually had seen her perform. We met because I saw her perform at a show and thought she was really funny, but she hadn't seen me perform. Got it. Mm-hmm. And what does she think? I think uh, she hates it. No, I think, I think she's right. <laughs> Why do people like you so much? You were one of, when you left Chicago. Everyone was like, "We're gonna miss Tommy. Tommy's the best." I don't. It's like a Twilight Zone thing where I keep acting poorly and people keep liking me. <laughs> how, how do you act poorly? I just get too drunk and I'm out of. But you seem to be a happy drunk. I, I am. Yeah. Do you drink too much? Yes. Which? How often do you drink? It's not not too many nights. It's just I I usually only drink on the weekends, but okay. I just. Uh, I have a lot of pent up not drinking <laughs> to catch up with. So, okay, so how many drinks did you have last night? Last night was Friday night. Last night, uh, I had I had a tab at the downstairs bar and a tab at the upstairs bar. <laughs> and you were performing. Yeah, yeah. So did you lose money? Uh yes. Oh boy. <laughs> and you're gonna be <laughs> not back, a lot. And but... you're gonna be back at the bar tonight performing. Exactly. Yeah. Do you plan to lose money tonight? I probably will. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather get paid in but money shows are or an open bar? <laughs> uh. I, I like getting the money and then spending it so I can feel bad about it later. <laughs> There's a lot of the Catholicism in here. A lot. I need. I need to do the thing and feel bad about it. Did you like going to church as a kid? I did not. I would. I did not. But I did music in church uh, when I was younger. I I played. Uh, there was like one mass in the gym. So at at, uh, at our parish, there's four masses at the church and then one mass at the gym, and the one in the gym was the cool mass. <laughs> so, uh, so they they wanted to hire they wanted someone to play drums with the band, and they came calling. <laughs> you played drums with the I, church. I band? played church drums for four years. Yes. So you could play. Dr- I don't know. You could play drums. Uh yeah yeah. Oh dude, you gotta get rid of that piano. You gotta be the only drum show in town. <laughs> yeah, Comedy right. drum show. Oh god, just like Phil Collins, the mic on. The yes. Guy. Yeah yeah. Um, so I did that, and that was fun, even though it was, like, so lame. <laughs> You've seemed to have crossed over into this weird and lovely place in your life where, like, all the things that were lame and horrible make your it's so much better. Yes. Like playing drums in church for four years, being a child actor. Yeah, yeah. Asking John Cusack, well, you do DDR. <laughs> That's so much better than, like, I played football. Had real, I had a lot of success with girls. Yeah, I couldn't stop kissing. <laughs> oh, I hate those people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, yours is perfect. You're not gonna have you. You're the kind of person that hopefully will not have that weird breakdown at forty. No, yeah, and I honestly, I don't. Yeah, you, I don't regret anything. Even though I've had some weird stuff in my life, I just, I th- I'm very happy with where my life is now. And there's so many things I can make fun of about myself that if I had had myself more together, I wouldn't be able to. Could anybody say? 
Could anybody say anything to you that could hurt your feelings? Um, because you're one of the quickest people to laugh. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything. Or is that's it all? Like, are you just hiding? I'm trying everything? to think if there's anything that's like truly off limits. Yeah, and I, I don't think there is. Like you made a joke about my friend that died. And I laughed. Yeah, well, I okay, care. that's yeah. yeah. I apologize. No, I don't care. I mean, I do care about him, but I don't care. <laughs> it's it's interesting. I like you a lot. I like you a lot. That's but that's the thing. I feel like you like everybody, so it doesn't mean ah, as much. Come on. No, it's true. Do you? I don't want to much about like it. our ever loving God. <laughs> <laughs> you want to give any priests some shout outs? Oh man, any, Father any... Wayne's a great priest. Yeah, yeah. my brother's a godfather. Yeah, yeah. Your brother's godfather's a priest. Yeah, exactly. Who's your godfather? Uh, my uncle Kevin. He's yeah. a good man. He's a good guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's so great. So the next time you're in Chicago, your parents are probably going to see you perform. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Um. Yeah. So, uh, can I do a plug? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, April 24th at IO Improv Olympic. Uh, I'm doing a fake MTV Unplugged. Uh, oh boy! Which would be very silly. Oh boy! If I was gonna, be, oh, I wish I could. Do that. <laughs> yeah. Please yeah. tell me you're gonna film that or record that. Yeah, or... I'm definitely gonna. Uh, I'm either film it or record it audio. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm one of those two. Oh my gosh! That's uh, oh. And I'm gonna try and dress the stage exactly like the Nirvana. Nirvana? Yeah, yeah. So, so you're so great. I'm so excited. Yeah. Part of me only wanted to talk to you for 30 minutes about the Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> Oh man, melancholy! I have this really distinct memory of getting headshots when I was a kid. Ah! <laughs> I just started cutting myself for the listener, uh, and uh, the guy taking the pictures was like, "All right, you can listen. We can put on any CD you want." And I put on melancholy in the infinite sadness. How old were you? I, I think like eleven. Just this like chubby kid listening to sad music, getting his picture taken <laughs> with no real problems at all. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Oh, uh, thanks for doing this, man. I had so much fun. Yeah. If you would like more information about Tommy, follow him on Twitter. It's at sign Tommy McNam. That's a horrible one. T O M M Y M C N A M. Once again, that I O show. If you're in Chicago the, in late April, try to go to that I O show. It's going to be fantastic. If you would like more information about this show, follow us on Twitter. It's Ubi Est Mia Pod, and we're also on Facebook. It just type in Ubi Est Mia in the search bar and you'll find it. Not a lot of people have the name Ubi Est Mia. Our art is by Dimitri Samaroff, a fantastic Chicago artist. And our music, both at the top of the show and what you're hearing right now, is by Daniel Knox. Thanks for listening and have a wonderful night. I'll hunt the places that you've been